Welcome to the M3 Bare Essentials Podcast. My name is Malcolm Travers. Each Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, I invite the editors and contributors of Mail Media Mind to introduce a topic of their choosing. Our conversations are on social issues, entertainment, mental health, sexuality, relationships, or whatever makes us mad or makes the news. Each of those discussions is about three hours, but in the Bare Essentials Podcast, I edited it down to about two hours. If you would like to view the full podcast recording, visit MailMediaMind.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. From YouTube, you should receive notifications when we go live, and you can comment and leave questions in the chat while we record. Okay, we're going live. <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, I killed that noise real quick. <laughs> It is Sunday, and it is the M3 Sunday Hangout. Uh, it is October 23rd, 2016. My name is Malcolm Travers. Uh, Mail Media Mind is a grassroots organization dedicated to uplifting and unifying the Black Bear community through dialogue inside creativity and knowledge. And every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, we meet to discuss the trending topics of the week and to give our unique perspectives on the world. As always, we need your input to make this a interactive form of entertainment. Um, go to our YouTube channel and uh, leave us questions or comments in the YouTube chat. Let me introduce the panelists today, or let them introduce themselves. Uh, go ahead, uh, in any order, it's fine. Hey, everybody. Hey, Dr. Nick, it's Derek here. Hi, everybody, how are you this Sunday? <laughs> and Lonnie? Hey, Derek. Hey, this is Lonnie, a.k.a. Jaybird, uh, one of the contributors of the M3 group. Um, also uh, hosting of the Lonnie's Life Lesson, as well as uh, Late Night Bear Chat. Tune in from time to time, people. All right. So, you know, basically the thing I like to do on each episode is um, have each contributor introduce a topic. But before we get to that, I like to just go through the news, some trending topics. See what's going on, um, and then we'll have a check it out at the end. Um, Mark should be here soon, and hopefully he'll check the chat and do All some. Right. Hopefully, do some Google duty because mm -hmm. I like to, uh, you know, have at least a little bit of backup. But um, okay, so trending on my trending topics because I'm using the Facebook algorithm. Uh, what people are talking about on my timeline is Jessica Jones. I do. Um, I guess season two um, will feature only female directors, I guess. So that was... Why? Because it's a woman-centric show. Oh. <laughs> and that's the new trend now. And they think they're groundbreaking, but they're not because Queen Sugar did it first. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I guess the uh, next... Way to, way to come in second, Jessica Jones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm um, shady. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the number two thing trending this week or my or today on my uh, timeline is uh, Scottie Pippen's divorce. Yeah. From uh, yeah, 19 years they were married. Couldn't even make a whole 20. That's my stuff. You're supposed <laughs> to leave on a round number. <laughs> exactly. What happened? Mm -hmm. I, I I have not. I'm seeing this for the first time. My bad. I, uh -oh. I, I saw it Friday, but I didn't care because I wasn't married to either <laughs> one of them, so I didn't care. Does he still look good? <laughs> I guess. 
<laughs> I guess he's, you know. Does she, he does she look good or he look good? Hey, fuck her. Oh. It's her fault that they breaking up anyway. <laughs> oh, God. I, I guess Wonder Woman made the timeline? Yes. Guess, yes. Like Wonder Woman suited to be a UN ambassador? That is correct. <laughs> what is that about? I'm sorry. Um, uh, well, essentially, uh, the character of Wonder Woman was voted to be um, a, 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 I guess, mascot, for lack of mm. a better word, yeah. of, of the UN, which is cool because that kind of coincides with how her character was written in the modern time to come to man's world and unite it. And so um, there was a ceremony Friday, and Linda Carter and Gail Godot both went to the UN um, and represented for the wonders of the women's. <laughs> um, on the flip side, there were a few people that were against it. They felt hmm. that the that the that the feminization of the character, the sexualization, I'm sorry, of that character hmm. was so large and so grand that she could not be a proper representation in this day and age. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is that we were just talking about, you know, Halloween coming up and I don't know who does these polls or studies, but um, I guess, you know, they track the sales of, of know, costumes. costumes right? yes. And I guess this is the first year that, you know, superhero costumes uh, outnumber princess costumes for girls. Yeah. So I'm yeah. sure Wonder Woman. Harla like, Harlequin is the top girl costume, female. Yeah. Costume this year. Um, I believe I heard. Yeah. And it's and and it, and it is very interesting um, because for years, girls have pretty much been ignored when it came to comic books. Yeah. They talked about that in one of these videos I was watching that um, they were looking for female action figures, even though yes. some of the, yeah. Even though some of the top brands, such as um, Star Wars, they could they couldn't find a Princess Leia, you know. Um, Ali uh, Ali Lopez, one of our contributors for our entertainment hangout, he found a bunch of stuff uh, over the weekend, and you know he said, "Well, you just have to look." But here's the problem: hmm. those things, while they are made, they are not made in as great a number. Right. And it depends on what market you're in, if the store orders it or not. So yeah. if you're somewhere, say, um, just say Brownsville, where Mark is, <laughs> the Walmart yeah. there, or wherever close to where he is, yeah. yeah, may not order a lot of female-centric um, action figures because they're not really into female empowerment. Right. And they talked about that with also like the Black Widow or whatever from yeah, Avengers, which is a very popular toy line. But go ahead, line. Sorry. What was your question? I'm sorry to I'm, I'm I'm sorry to cut you guys off. But um could it be that they look at their sales from the previous years versus the male costumes versus the female costumes and how much they have left over? Well yeah. that also yes, be but, Yeah. Yeah, but here's the thing. If you never offer it in the first place then you mm -hmm. can't compare it to anything. Okay. If yeah. you don't offer a lot, of, like, and and know we were talking about female 
super action figures. It goes the same for costumes. If you don't have a lot of Batgirl and Wonder Woman and Supergirl costumes in 2014, then you have nothing to compare that to in 2015. If all my choices when I go into the store is uh, Princess Ariel or Snow White, then that's all you have to compare it to. Yeah. That's one of the things they said. There is like a... um... I guess friction, basically. I mean, the market does correct for itself, mm-hmm. but there's the friction of the, you know, um, you know, we're getting the annual returns, just like Derek was saying, like, you know, uh, money builds on itself. So where you invest money, you tend to make more money. Um, so if you're not investing in it in the first place, it's not going to sell like gangbusters because you're not trying to sell it. Right. Um, you know, when I was growing up and Star Wars was out, um, and the Star Wars action figures was out, which were the first of the of the really big action figure rollouts. There was one female action figure, and it was Princess Leia. She had three different action figures, one for each movie, uh, <laughs> one conf- one outfit for each movie, and she always lost her head on the first day. She was so poorly designed that the minute you turned the head, her head popped off. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then you had to go get the super glue and glue it back on, and then she turned like a Muppet for the rest of the time. <laughs> oh, God. That's true. Luke Skywalker had 18 action figures. She had three. Mm. <laughs> it's true. And they're, they're, yeah, they had like a, a video, I think it was um, one of like BuzzFeed or something, where they went into toy stores looking for Princess Leia, because I mean, um, you know, they got the new Rogue One coming out, and oh yes yes i am yeah i'm going to do that on max for sure we already got the road trip planned so Mm -hmm. that's that's gonna have to happen but um but yeah like you said about the avengers you know the avengers are huge right now why are there no black widow action figures right yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah that was something and um Let's see what else was on. I guess did you see the uh, the ad for the Nintendo Switch, the new Nintendo? I system? did, but I still don't really know what that's about. I'm an old time game. Just you know, <laughs> give me a PlayStation, well, give me an Xbox. I'm good to go. So basically, it is designed to compete with PlayStation. It looks very much like it. The base console does, mm-hmm. but the console has a screen inside of it, maybe like a 12 inch tablet size screen. Um, that you can remove the handles of the controller and slide the handles of the controller onto the screen and lift it out of the console. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's a mobile device and a um, console at the same time. Um, It looks pretty cool because it looks like you can also, because the controller separates into two pieces, you can then, you know, play it like a Wii. You can prop it up and play games with each side of the controller. Um... So they were they had a little advertisement of that. It was that's cool. Yeah, I think it's it's an excellent idea. Um, yeah, I don't know, you know, if they're gonna have all the games for it. I mean, that's the question. The hardware looks cool. The concept looks cool. Uh, I don't know where the games are yet. I, I don't see a release date either. Uh, so it might be more than a year off. I don't know. But you know, I guess they got prototypes to put in a commercial. So there's something. That's enough time to whet the appetite. Yeah, they were playing Zelda on it, which, of oh. course, is like one of their biggest properties. Yes. 
Uh, Zelda and Mario, right? Mm-hmm. They, they showed a, a preview of both of those franchises. Um, I'm looking at the page now. They call it a Joy-Con. <laughs> That's the name of the controller. I bet they do. Joy-Con. Because <laughs> it's a joystick and a controller, I guess. That's it. So. Oh, how creative. Yes. <laughs> um, it also has like a, a standalone controller that you can use. Um, so it comes with a Joy-Con, but you can buy a second controller to play two-player games, um, which is less expensive, I guess. Um, they do have four games slated for release, it looks like. It's going to be 2017, Christmas. So it's a year off. Okay. Um, they got Legend of Zelda, Dragon Quest, uh, Project Sonic, uh, and Just Dance. Are the four release titles. So. Shut up and dance. <laughs> and I guess some things that are released, you know, uh, slated for release are a uh, new Mario Kart, a new Mario game, uh, Elder Scrolls Skyrim, uh, NBA 2K17, and a first-person shooter, which I can't pronounce. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so, yeah. I'm usually not an early adopter, so I'm going to see how that pans out. <laughs> but it's cool they got a Sonic game, you know, a Sega game as one of their launch titles, which is interesting. Yeah, Sonic's been Sega. missing for a while. Yeah. It's it's interesting that, yeah, Sega has a launch title for the new Nintendo system. Um, so, oh, but they got Sonic. <laughs> excuse my ignorance, but mm-hmm. um, I thought Sega and Nintendo were two different companies. They are. It's a third-party company, but they're... They're making Sonic games for Nintendo. They literally <laughs> stole their oh. thunder. <laughs> I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's still a separate company. It's not the same company. But so, it's, so is there a such thing as a Sega now? Still, or they had a prototype game soul or whatever. They they did have a prototype for a Dreamcast two, but it never came to pass. Oh, so Sega is Dreamcast. Yes, that was their last system. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. They I had a they had a prototype for a Dreamcast too, but it, I don't. You know, not everybody can make a console, and not everybody should. Okay. Sometimes you just need it. to rent your properties out to somebody else and, and, and reap what you sell. Yeah, they saw the. But I loved market. their commercial back in the day. I'm st- I'm glad they're still making the games. You know, I mean, you know, the new Sonic game could be pretty good. Who knows? Like, you know, mm-hmm. I like the idea of the mobile, you know, console you can take with you. I it, I want to know what apps they have too, like as far as like streaming services and things. Right, like that. right, right. Uh, then that because I guess it's kind of like a pad. What can you? What else can you do with it? Right, right. Um, you know, it definitely has like touchscreen, which, which is really cool just for home games that you know you can like for the sports games or whatever. You can have a private screen to you know mark your plays and things like that. Um, you know, even like car games. You know, you can't see each other's hands or whatever. So, yeah. having a second screen is a good idea for game design. So, anyway, um, what's been going on in politics? Uh, <laughs> what has it? <laughs> We're what, two weeks away from the election? I, uh, one of the things I found was interesting is this year marks the highest number of early voting. I'm sure. Yeah. And it is mostly people of a. Non-color, <laughs> so non-white voters came out in high numbers. Four million 
which is uh, a lot. <laughs> Two wow. weeks out of an election. So. You said these uh, are people of color? or Of, uh, of color or non-white. Oh, yes. Saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, I think we make up maybe like a third of the electorate. And uh, so. Go ahead, Lonnie. I want to hear your conspiracy oh. theory again. I, 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 I still I still say that this whole thing was rigged. It's really they're just it, it, it I was just, rigged. I, you know what? I need you to and I'm not saying that there are what not, you want me to elaborate. Well, I'm not saying that are, there are not parts of it that are not rigged ahead of time. But when you talk you're talking about the whole Donald Trump running thing, right? I'm talking about, yes, Donald Trump running, also the war between Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders at that particular time. And everybody was just saying, Bernie, give it up. You lost or whatever. And Bernie kept saying that, no, you know, you guys need to count out votes and how his supporters were really going towards this. Um, what was the lady who was actually over the voting? And it was just it was just like um, a uproar. You're talking about the, the, the head of the Democratic National Convention. Yeah, Debbie. The Democratic yeah. Committee, yes. Yeah. Yes. And and it just kept saying is that the same thing that we would be saying when they shut the doors on us when we were trying to vote um, for a president because they didn't want all of us to vote for, I guess, um, Barack Obama. So they were shutting down some of the polling sites. And the same thing with the Democrat thing is that they wanted Hillary. They got Hillary. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was the thing about ahead. Debbie Washman Schultz is that she she never hid the fact that she was a, a Hillary supporter at all. Um, not even a little bit. So her email sort of lined up with her public and private statements. Um, I think just the sight of them rubbed people the wrong way, and she immediately resigned just so that there wouldn't be any more talk about it. Um, but, I mean, when you look at it in retrospect, she's just talking about ways that she can help Hillary win, in a way, that are not outside the rules. There's nothing in her emails that suggested that she broke any rules. But the, just the very fact that the chairman wants one candidate over another right. is disturbing for some people. Me included. Yeah. I, I, I and, she wasn't, and, and she wasn't alone in that. There were a number of people. You know, the problem is, again, you can't, you can't lay any of that at the feet of Hillary because none of it actually leads back to her. It works for her. Yeah, but it doesn't lead back to her. Um, again, and she's smart. It was re- it was it was really smart, a smart move. Yeah, and and I'm quite sure politicians know what they can and cannot do. Oh, she she came and in that's I clearly mean, the the woman that's in charge of elections here in New York that's in charge of getting all the election stuff together. She lost her job. She got fired. Yeah, because this was the worst handled primary election ever in the city of New York. Yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt. I, I was going to say Hillary Clinton definitely has experience dealing with um, investigations and corruption. Yeah. Um, you know, from the very, you know, 92 election, you know, they had all kinds of conspiracy theories, which, you know, we they have been brought up a few of them, but there were so many, you know, do you remember Whitewater? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like that was a thing um, she's very familiar with. So. Yes. But having said that, on the flip side, 
there was none of that for the Republicans. Mm. You know, none their their elections were just this was who the people voted for. Yeah. They voted for and, Donald, they voted for Donald Trump to be their mm-hmm. representative. Yeah, because and, Donald Trump was saying the things that they wish they could say to the politicians, but they couldn't that's, say. That's that's yeah. absolutely. And true. I think he also had one of the best lines. Like I think conservatives wanted, which is this whole idea that he's um, anti PC, you know, and can literally shut up, you know, liberals by saying you're you're being too politically correct, you know. And, and, and then oh. Donald Trump also brought up the point. I'm sorry. Uh, we're getting a little. Um, Mark, there's a noise on your end. Yeah. Okay, got it. And, and also, um, he brought up the point that he actually—I don't want to say he bought some of those people, but he also made it known that his money um, sponsored a lot of their decisions in his favor. Um, yeah. So I think that's also what led people to say, "Okay, well, maybe he is speaking the truth. Maybe I should, you know, vote for him or be yeah. on his side." Or yeah, I mean, even he turned. He has a, a jujitsu type, you know, rhetoric. <laughs> like he used the idea that he didn't pay taxes for the past 20 years as a jujitsu way of saying like, mm-hmm. yeah, the rules are broken. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you allowed this Hillary, like I, I wouldn't do this exactly. if you didn't make this happen. And for some people that resonates with me, I'm just like, you're bullshitting me. Why would I vote for the guy who didn't pay taxes? Yeah. You know, here's my thing. I don't have a problem. I don't have a huge problem with that. If you can get over, you know, get over i wish more of us could my problem is that while you're great at pointing out there's problems i've yet to hear a single solution right i've heard a lot Mm -hmm. of hate i've heard a lot of it's other people's faults every question that has been asked of you or your subordinates the the response is well let's talk about what so-and-so hasn't done no i don't want to hear what so-and-so hasn't done i know what so-and-so hasn't done because i was there Mm -hmm. tell me what you're going to do tell me what you're actually going to do he he uses like three Mm -hmm. lines every time when he says what you're going to do oh we're going to negotiate we're going to get the best deal we're going to make it great Yeah, see, I need I need more. I'm a detail kind of guy. I need to at least I need it for it to at least sound like you know what you're talking about. For some I'm people, not the, I'm not for some the, people the that's is, enough. That's right. So I'm not the, the shit is broke, so let me throw you in here, and I guess I'll try to figure it out once I get in the middle of it. Now, yeah, no. no. I, although I I do agree with you guys, I really do. Um, I just like Donald Trump because he's actually confirming for me, he's confirming some of the things that I always felt about our government is that what, you know, for Democrats, Republican, whoever, whoever is greasing your pockets is who you try to make the laws bend for. You are, you are absolutely right. Yeah. And Donald Trump has just basically been out in people saying, you think, you, you think they have your best interest at heart? Look at this. They did this. They did that. Uh, America yeah. great again. Even though he's not giving us a plan or whatever, I'm just, I'm just happy to know that he is pointing out things that you know, confirming things for me is that the government to me, they they can be bought for a good price. Okay. And yeah. just because they say they're going to do this for your community, they're going to do this because I think they've always said they're going to do this for the black community, do that. But yet and still, I don't see too many black owned businesses. Um, but when I go out into my community. Only people, only people I see behind the counters are black people, 
but they don't own the establishment that they're working for. Yeah. Okay, but and, and again, I don't disagree with you. I think you're absolutely right. But Lonnie, why is that? Um, there are people, and, and I've had this argument many times about Barack Obama uh, and how he didn't do enough for the black community. He did it for this community. He did it for that community. He did it for the other community. He didn't do it for the black community. And my response is always, mm-hmm. he said from day one, if you want me to do something, you're going to have to make me do it. You're going to have to get behind me and fight with me to make that happen. And I think that as a community, as a community, I think we sat mm. on our laurels. I think we did. We, we waited. Okay, we got you there. What you going to do now? And we didn't follow his instructions because there were other communities that got things. And if you look, you can see where they worked with him, pushed him, prodded him and got him to those places to do those things. And we didn't do that. Now, I'm not saying we didn't benefit because a lot of people go into that. I think that there are many laws that he put into place that benefits everybody, but especially benefits us because we were always on the low end on those systems. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think he did us any disservice, but I think that we, again, it's not enough just to vote. It's not enough just to vote for president. You have to vote, again, I've said this before, you have to vote local. You have to take, you have mm-hmm. to look at these, look at the judges. Yeah. You know, why exactly. Why are these people, why, why are all these young black men getting all these sentences? Because you put these judges in the place. Well, who put the judges in the place? The president didn't do that. You did that. You didn't vote. You didn't vote for those judges. You didn't vote to have those judges removed. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was um I was taking a look at um the voter guide for Georgia. Like they do have like a you know, a guide for your local election so you can know what's on exactly. there. Exactly. We go out in there and vote for president, but their president is not the only election that's happening on November eighth. Do you yeah. know what else is happening on that ballot? You should. Yeah. yeah. it's. Just, I'm, I guess I'm lucky that I live in a state where there's only like 10 different things on the ballot. Um, I don't know. If you live in California, there's 43. On oh, the, shit. Yeah. <laughs> they have a lot of, um, what do you call those things? Propositions? Yeah. Yeah, the state propositions. Because so, I guess in the state of California, you, all you have to do is get so many like uh, signed ballots and they can put it on the ballot. So, um, yeah, that's that's crazy. I don't. <laughs> that almost feels like a chore if you got to go vote like forty three different things. But it's and, only in one day, and that, and again, that's my problem. It's not a chore to learn forty three Beyonce songs <laughs> that you gonna use for you know that you uh, yes, use for is. five six months. <laughs> so why can't you learn about 43 different propositions that you only going to have to vote for once? Right. And that's I think that's 43 propositions on top of whatever local. Yeah, you just yeah. You have to be you have to take part. If you want something to happen, you have to take part in it. Yeah. And while I'm on this while I'm up here on the soapbox, <laughs> I think what it um I'm by I'm about to kick your ass off that soapbox. Hold on. Let me get this out while I'm up here on the soapbox. I want to talk to the people out there talking about the third parties. 
the Libertarian parties and the Green parties and the yes, Third preach, parties. Preach. Um, <laughs> my sister, Carla Stilwell, is a poet and a scholar. And she said this, and she said it best. The Third Party cannot be like an absentee father that shows up for your birthday party once every four years and decides he wants to be treated like daddy. <laughs> and that's what the third party does. Oh, it's election time. Let's get somebody out there. Where are you the other three years? If Jill Stein wants to run in 2020, she needs to start campaigning now. Yeah. She needs to start campaigning now. She's not going to win now. She needs to start campaigning November 9th. She needs to start getting her word out there. She got four years. So by the time 2020 comes around and we vote, somebody actually knows who she is and what she stands for. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And I think also the issue with third-party candidates is that I don't think they're prepared to be president even if they were to win. No, they're not prepared to be president. So Says who? They asked the man to name three world leaders, and he couldn't. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't black. No, this is the guy running for president. Who, Donald Trump? No, the other C. You don't even know who the third third C. This is what exactly what I, I really don't. I can't remember the guy's name. He's running yeah. as a third party person. Yeah, okay. he actually think, is on the ballot, but, and they asked him to name three world leaders, and he the Yeah, I think he's running as a libertarian. Yes. Can I, is it too, is it still too loud? Um, you can go ahead and talk. Like oh, you should probably can. Yeah. No, it's my um fan. I can cut it off my heater, but no, I was gonna say uh, everything Derek said is like I co-sign, but. Uh, I had a friend do this long ass status earlier this week talking about how um, he's tired of the lesser than two evils rhetoric and his words were, "Why don't we just sit there and just let Trump win by landslide? That'd be a you know, I mean, because we've been we suffered for so long for so many years. What's four more years? Well, this and is, but like, it's not just, and, and, but that's the stupid thing. It's not just four more thing. years. Yeah. It's not just You're not going to suffer for four more years. He, like has said, years. he has yeah. said if he get in there, he's going to dismantle everything that President Obama did. Personally, I need my Obama health care. Yeah, and that's why I was saying to him. Like, well, I didn't say him because I was like, there's no point in me getting in his um, comments and telling him why he was wrong. So I made a post myself. And said, you know, y'all always yelling about change, but y'all are not doing what y'all need to do to enact said change. Like y'all talking about presidential elections, y'all can only get political and get, you know, uh, aware and woke during the presidential elections. Y'all are nowhere near the polls come, you know, for local shit. I mean, right. we had low poll turnouts for the last eight years outside of the presidential election. Only 650 out of 12,000 people here in town voted in this last election. 650. We've had our tags and our, um, you know, registration and stuff go up from $68 to 121 because nobody turned out to vote. And everybody's like, what happened? Man, we were sitting there talking about we kept telling y'all what the hell was going on, but y'all still didn't get y'all asses up to go vote. And then we tell you to go early vote about, you know, your, your Congress people and people at the state level. Y'all don't do that. Y'all wondering why we broke 
Brownsville. I'm just saying, like, locally for me, you're wondering why shit is the way it is. And you're not sitting there going out and, like Derek said earlier, taking these people out of fucking office. You don't want change. You just want to rubber, rubber, rubber. That's all you want to do. Yeah. You're not about the, you're not about it. You're just about the noise and not about the, the business. Right. The actual I have work. A question, yeah. Mark. Um, how does like for your uh, uh, for you guys voting? Um, how does that work? Like, do you tell the guys like do you, do you send out flyers to people to say, hey, we're, we're voting now, or is it just people on the side of the road holding up signs saying, vote for me? Like, how do people know in your community like it's time to vote and what they stand for or Things of that nature, like how does that work in your community? Both, both, both suggestions that you just said, they use both tactics. And then there's also there's ads in the newspaper, but um also when you talk to some everybody knows somebody. It's like a like it's not a six degree separation here, it's like a three. So you know somebody who's know wow. somebody who knows somebody who's gonna be aware about what's going on. So if somebody goes to the barber shop and mm-hmm. say, Yo, they're gonna try to raise our wheel tax up. Okay. Oh, what's that? And then you explain it to them. Oh, I don't want that to happen. And then they don't show up for the election. Okay. And it happens. What happened? You didn't take your ass. You go vote. Oh man, I forgot. <laughs> well, then you—that's how it happened. And so and we tell them all. Then also, when you get to the voting polls, there are signs that say, you know, vote. You know, you know, you can't. You know, the little so many feet. Before mm-hmm. the polls, you can't be so many feet for the polls campaign and stuff like that. Yep. And it's just like you can you if you if you call yourself aware and woke about a lot of shit, then you would know when the elections would go down. You would know you have all the information laid out in front of you and you will be telling people where where to go vote, when to go vote. If you don't have a voter registration card, here's how you get one the cut the cutoff date is for this. But it's just a lot of talk. People like to get up and just do a lot of damn talking, complaining, and complaining, well, and not a lot of boosting. Boosting. Well, how do you Go become ahead. aware? Then my, my my question would be: Well, how do you become aware? Because I'm not, because I don't you... think I'm aware. So how? So how do oh, you want to become aware? You're more aware than you do. You, you think you are, Lonnie? Because one, you you're around a group of men who are gonna let you know what the hell's going on, and then they're gonna they're not gonna let you forget it either. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing. But to be aware, because oh, trust and believe, all of our friends were sitting there telling everybody this weekend, you know, hey, they got voting. You can go vote on the weekend. Take your ass to the polls and vote, you know, down there in Georgia. And I applaud y'all for that. But, I'll say, you know, bring bring the little voter guide. Like, they, they have yeah. it at the polling place, you know. So, just, yeah. Like, here's here are the locations. Here are the things on the ballot. Here's the number you can call if you want more information. And to answer your to, to answer the rest of your question to how you become aware of well, if you know about what's going on, then go really do your research. And then when somebody tells you point blank, like Derek said, the president is not the one who put them damn judges in Haywood County or in um wherever county you in. And, uh, he didn't do that. We did that. Now they fucking up, we gotta take them down. Because the only way you can make change is you put the people who you know is going to make change into those positions. And this shit trickles up to the damn federal. You know what I'm saying? It's just common sense when you look at it. And yeah. so, but people always look at the presidential election because they have this vendetta out against Hillary Clinton. And I talked to Malcolm about this earlier this week. Um, so it's got to the point now where somebody say, oh, she did wrong. What fucking politician do you know has not done something you have you not like? 
name, this name, just you know. So it's like you can't go there. But she did this. Barack she did that. He did wrong too. You did wrong. He did no, some he shit did. to the right But it's, I mean, this some shit he done. It's harder than name. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you can dig some up, but but I'm just saying. But the thing is, we're in an area. We're in a. We are in a time now where, like, let's say for instance, John F. Kennedy or. Um, I'm just gonna throw another one out there. Um, Jimmy Carter, something like that. They probably they hit emails. I'm pretty sure they'll destroy them too. You know what I'm saying? It's just the politics. And so when people get to this whole no, Hillary Clinton situation, oh my God, George <laughs> yeah. Bush destroyed emails. Everybody destroyed emails. Emails. Oh, my Take. Jesus. Oh, yes. My black Jesus. I'm so tired of hearing about it. And they keep going back to that. And I keep telling them, like, do you have anything else why you don't like Hillary Clinton? And they go back to all this other shit. And I'm Can like, okay, but Hillary, I'm not saying you have to vote straight for Hillary, but just that if you want to vote libertarian, fine, that's fine. But please tell me you're voting libertarian because you truly believe in the values that these libertarian and Green Party um, candidates are standing for. If you are not true, if you because a lot of people tell me, oh, I'm you can vote for Jill Stein. You vote for Jill Stein because you do not like Hillary Clinton and you damn sure not gonna vote for Donald Trump. Do, do you believe you truly believe what Jill Stein stands for? That's the, the, that's, the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the question you have to ask people now because if I hear anything Hillary, anti Hillary Clinton or I'm just like, okay, you hate Hillary, I get that. You just technically throw your vote away by you, you being paid by giving Jill Stein your vote. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm upset. The other, um, last week, I think it was, or some other week, uh, where he was talking about um, people getting out to vote between Barack Obama and what's the one who looked like a clone, a clone, incomplete clone. Um, what's that guy's name? He was with Sarah, Sarah Palin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Gerald sorry. said that, okay, if you're going to vote for him because he's black, okay, fine. Vote for him because he's black. Just get out there and vote or whatever the case may be. So maybe Mark, that's what they're doing. They they don't want to vote for Hillary. They don't want to vote for Donald. So they're going to vote for this other person. Yeah. I just, but that's as long as they're voting. But they're I, voting, I think though. they're being a little, ch- a little child, honestly. I think voting for Hillary Clinton at this point is the grown-up thing to do. But you know I'm that she's going to win anyway, regardless. She's no, I'm just saying. Like, is, she, is she lying? Yeah, I'm just saying it's. Yeah, she's gonna be the next president. It's like voting just like Barack against Obama a disaster. Was the next president. What well, was the president? I mean, you don't have to say the lesser of two evils. It's it's basically you know something you don't like personally versus someone who could actually do harm to people. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I, that's just petty as fuck and childish not to vote for her. I mean, even if you're a Republican, <laughs> I, this is one of the things really? I was just saying. Seriously, um, I don't know if you saw this. Um, Thing that they had, I guess, of uh, George H. W. Bush. I, it might be mm-hmm. noted that I don't think a former president has ever said they're not going to vote for their their party's nominee. That is true. And he's saying, like, no, it's irresponsible. Not only am I not voting for him, I'm voting for Hillary Clinton because it's just the responsible thing to do. This guy. And who said that again? George Bush. George Bush. All the, all the. So you mean to tell me that she's not going to be the, the next president? All the former presidents <laughs> are voting. But I'm just saying he's not just George saying Bush. don't vote me? for Trump. He's like vote yeah, for Hillary yeah, he, because okay. 
yeah. he can't be president. He's not a response. He's not responsible enough to take on the duty. It's in the car. She's the next president. So I don't care what we say, how long we talk about this. She's the next president. I hope you're right. It's clear as day. But I still need to it's go. I still need to go put my vote in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's still gonna win like twenty something states, regardless. You do realize that. Like I admit, it's it's difficult for him to. He'd have to like make a sweep of the the um. Is there how many people that came out against him about touching them on the crouch? Yeah, yeah, they don't. And and how many pictures did you see of women running through these streets with these t-shirts saying Donald Trump can touch my pussy? Yeah. You serious? Yeah, yeah, they were, they were. <laughs> oh shit! No, I saw, I saw this other group. It was something like, "In Trump We Trust," like literally, like across their boobs, <laughs> like kind of like grope me. Kind of, yeah, I'm just saying. And I think that's his party like trying that. to do damage control, but no, honestly, it's not. Know. His party is not. You don't think so? His party is not. This is this is why I keep telling you. You keep saying that the people that's working, the people that's working for him. That's what I'm talking about. Oh. People that are working for him are the ones that's trying to do the damage control, like the PR agents or whoever is on his camp. Those are the people I'm talking for. Okay. talking about them. So you're not talking about the Republican Party? Hell no. I I did want to ask you, um, Derek. Did you see that uh, charity dinner thing? The Al Smith dinner. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. What did you think about it? Because I was... Okay, so I am actually familiar with the Al Smith Dinner because, again, my guide to politics was Aaron Sorkin's The West Wing series, which was excellent and taught me everything yeah. I needed. Taught me way more about politics than any social studies class I ever took in grammar school. Yeah, same here. Having said that, the Al Smith Dinner, you are supposed to go... It is self-depreciating humor. You're supposed to make fun of yourself. And everybody has a good time and they raise some money. But Donald Trump is not really capable of making fun of himself because he's <laughs> awesome. So there's nothing to make fun of. That was the only self-deprecating joke he told was like, I, I'm very humble. I'm right. Exactly. <laughs> and when anyone so, says my name, they say I'm humble. I'm the humblest of the humble. <laughs> so any opportunity he has, as has been proven in the debates, any opportunity he has to take a pot shot at Hillary, he will do it. But because he's six years old, he don't know the difference about what's appropriate and what's not. So, yeah, he made a lot of those people uncomfortable. But they already knew that was going to happen. Yeah, I like the way Bill Maher puts it. He's like, he's a whiny little bitch. I mean. Yes. <laughs> that's what it is. He's kind of a whiny little bitch. And if you insult him, he always has to come back. He's like, nope. And, no, he, and here was the best thing that happened. There was a lot of business people there that go to the Al Smith Dinner. The Al Smith Dinner is a huge deal. It's $3,000 a plate or some shit like that. Um, That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Think about what they could actually do yeah. with that money. But I digress. Because <laughs> um, Flint still ain't got drinkable water. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, he is incapable of 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 finding that line 
of I'm going to tease somebody where he just knows how to destroy them. They knew that was going to happen. It was okay. And there was a lot of business people there that he used to do business with that aren't going to do business with him anymore. He did He did have like one good joke, which was, uh, it's like, you know, last week, you know, Michelle Obama gave this great speech. Everyone loved it. And then the next day, my wife gives the same speech and no, nobody liked it. <laughs> I said, that was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, that was. But again, but again, you know that, but uh, notice that joke is not about him. That joke is Right, it's true. Funny. That's wife. Yeah, that's true. But that's him. His wife is a reflection of him. She, she, she's an extension of him. Well, that's, you know what? I believe that. I believe that to be true because he keeps trying to make Bill an extension of Hillary. Now, and I think the mm-hmm. best joke that Hillary told, she said something like, um, now I love New York. You look at the Statue of Liberty, you think about, you know, all the freedoms, oh, yeah. and immigrants and stuff. And he says, Donald looks at the Statue of Liberty. He sees a four. A four. <laughs> if she loses the torch and the gown, I was like, "Okay, that was fucking hilarious." But anyway, <laughs> hey, it's Gerald. I just want to add to that. Hey, hey. Gerald. Hey, there. Intro. Yeah, I just thought it was. What's up, Lonnie? And that was yeah, his intro. intro. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I you forgot I need no intro, Lonnie. <laughs> <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, that dinner was funny to me, but it was just, I was just, what was clear to me was that Hillary just had way better speechwriters and Donald Trump yeah. didn't because at the end, it was like he was running off the stage because they, you know, they had started booing him and yeah, and it, it, just, it, it just got to be like awkward almost. It looked like for the, the, um, yeah, I was going to say, like, I love, I love Michelle Obama's speech, but it should be noted that her speeches are written by the same person who does. Hillary Clinton speeches. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and she's really good. Like, so there's that. <laughs> hey, but yeah, also, you team. know, when, when she delivered that really, that, that that last campaign thing, when she talked, like, to women about being, mm-hmm. um, I, I, it seemed like she went off script, and that was more like her own. More I mean, she's, speech. well, that's the thing. The speechwriter, a good speechwriter works with the person they're, you know, right. to incorporate them. So they actually have a conversation right. about what they want to talk about, and then they put it into, you know, yeah. words so i mean obviously she's heavily involved in what but right. i'm just saying as a word smith right you know she works for both of them and she's really right. good <laughs> so yeah mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i mean and that's the thing like you have to no matter how good the people are you have to be a good candidate you know to deliver it and yeah. i think um i remember sure. someone was kind of joking about um you know michelle obama outdoing president obama on the campaign trail, <laughs> like, nobody's yeah. talking about it. Not about anything he's got to say. It's like Michelle. Like, Part of it is her. You know, she's got really high approval ratings right now, and he doesn't. You know, they're they're. Yeah. And I think that part of of um, Donald Trump's appeal is that he's a, he's you know they're they're voting for him because they're voting against Obama. So you know, right? Yeah. yeah. It's true. Actually, like the last three presidents haven't campaigned for the. For the their party's nominee, actually, and that mostly had to do with like their unpopularity. Which, yeah, you know, I know. Yeah, but um, no, um, I guess the other thing, um, thinking about uh, Michelle Obama's um, speech and uh, Pussygate, <laughs> grabbed by the pussy, whatever, and all these women coming forward. Hey, hey, 
I think someone else noted that um, it's funny what people will get mad about because it's not like this was a new thing. I mean, as bad as it is, you know, people got, you know, Billy Bush, poor Billy Bush got fired over. <laughs> no, I mean, like, um, he's done so much other shit and said so much other shit, and this is the thing. And, well, you know, this is the thing because this was against white women. Yeah. This affected white women. And, you know, when it affects white women, it's to be taken serious. <laughs> yeah, because I would say, like, can, the... You can call Mexicans rapists and murderers. You can call <laughs> Muslims terrorists and, and, and uh, radical terrorists and killers. You can call blacks uneducated and poor. But don't don't grab a white woman's vagina. <laughs> don't grab the vajayjay. <laughs> the pink power is personal. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, th- I was gonna. I was kind of going in that direction too. Because um, I'm sorry. I saw. No, no, no. It's fine. It's true. And um, that was kind of the point. It's like, yeah, you. All these other people. I, this is. I don't know. One of the reasons why um, it disturbs me about Donald Trump because, first of all, he could win. I'm not saying that he's likely to win. You know. Is still within the realm of possibility. Yes. Uh, he says who? He looks. Because he's on the ballot. This race until Pussygate, this race was a whole lot closer. Yeah, I mean, you what have, does the poll say? Yeah. I mean, the, the, right now, the, the latest polls, Lonnie, they're saying that like Hillary is way up. But yeah. you never know what can happen. Anything could happen. And, and the thing Uh-oh. about it. They lose those ballots again? No. Yeah, well, I mean, shit. You never know. They <laughs> keep losing happen. shit. That's the thing. Like, it, it, he has to, to win almost all the battleground states. He's within less than six points in every one and of I mean, those states. He has mm-hmm. a one out of two so. chance of winning. It's fifty-fifty right now. It's still a coin toss mm-hmm. between the two of them. And he made it this far. Like we, we all thought. Most all of us thought that he would not make it to win the Republican nomination, but he did do that. Like, I so did. Every time, every time. I knew he was. Start saying something like, you know, you know, it's unprecedented that you know somebody's been this far behind in the polls, and and to come back and win. Well, it's unprecedented that somebody with zero political experience ascended to the candidacy of being the Republican nominee. So you know, I mean, you know, you can't just write it off because the polls. Right? Uh, didn't um, didn't President Reagan do the same thing? Like he came from acting into No, President Reagan was, was the governor, governor of California. He was a and, governor. Reagan, and President Reagan was also the creator of the, Ooh, okay. of the SWAT oh, calm team. Down. Oh, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> calm down. Yeah, most of, them, yeah. most of them run oh, for governor most, before. I think the closest... Donald Trump, Donald Trump has done, you know, a, a phenomenal job of doing something that nobody else has ever done. I would say the nobody else has ever done that. Yes, no, I'm saying the closest wow. anyone has been is Obama himself. He was running for Senate, won his Senate seat, and then ran for president with almost no experience. Uh, it's Gregory pretty close. Did it. now, he Gregory was a state. Did it. He was a state senator, but I mean, Dick Gregory. <laughs> was, yes, no, the comedian Dick Gregory. <laughs> um, <laughs> He didn't run for president. <laughs> that I know. No, you mix him up with Jesse Jackson. <laughs> no, Dick Gregory actually ran for president back oh, in 1976. I just didn't know about it. I, that sounds that sounds like it's likely. I get that, that's possible. Yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking Mark, about. Mark, do a fact check. <laughs> I really don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, Mark, um, do a fact check. 
No, I, I believe Martinez just ain't gonna look at me like that. <laughs> also, like, Mark, can you check the Mark, can you also check the check the chat? You know, for um... okay, let me have to go do Mark, that. Mark, check Mark the got chat. that look on his face. Check the chat. I'll, I'll check. The <laughs> I didn't right come right here to work. I didn't yeah. come here to work. <laughs> He's still sleepy. No, um, hungover. Um, no, not hungover. Um, <laughs> And I apologize. I'm without a computer right now, so normally I would be able to go and help out with that, but I can't right now, so that's why I'm using my phone. I got it. Give so why can't you check? You can check on your phone, sir. Well, I also want to make sure that uh, you might have a topic. I was also, um, but yeah, I mean, if uh, I, if you have, I don't, I don't have a topic today, and I'm I'm I, I'm running a little bit late, and I got to leave early because I do have to go to work again today. But y'all might notice I have my pink scrubs today, so I'm just going to throw out. I saw dress, that. You look so cute and pink. Oh, Thanks, Derek. <laughs> I think I just want to run up and grab you. Oh, you grab him by the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> now, see. <laughs> you look at like okay, 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 hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, hold on, Lonnie. Gregory uh -huh. unsuccessfully ran for president of the United States back in 68 as a write-in candidate of the Freedom and Peace Party. Okay. And uh, so, so, no, he still, he didn't run for as a major party. He didn't even come close to winning. Uh, okay. We got two comments. One person says, he says he will fix that problem, but he won't. Why would he? That means you have to pay taxes then. I'm guessing Bishop 2030 is talking about Trump. Yes. Yes. And Jamar Blackman says, question, do people who decide to vote their part or not to vote at all deserve to be ostracized by the people? It's not you know, that you, you want for. I mean, but I mean, I think it's just the responsible thing to vote for Hillary Clinton. And you it's not irresponsible. I mean, but that's your opinion, right? Of course. It's not that it's ostracized. It's like, like, like I said earlier, if you are truly voting for Jill Stein, if you were there for Jill Stein from day one, and not because oh Bernie Sanders now the winner, I'm gonna go to Jill Stein, then I I would say I will have some questions that need to be answered. But if you was from Jill Stein and the other guy from day one, and you was really into their values, then I would you know respect that vote because that's who you that's that's your party. This is the other thing, you, though. Like even yeah, if you like Jill Stein. You could support the Green Party. You can give them money. I still say go vote for Hillary. <laughs> I'm just saying. The thing about it is, is I, got so, I got so mad during the Bernie and Hillary campaign that I was like, you know what? If, and I was, in some, I was in some political groups, too. I'm like, if you don't like, if you don't want to vote for Hillary and you want to go vote for whoever, go vote for him. I don't care. We don't need you. I'm not begging for you. Your vote, just do whatever you want to do, whatever makes you happy. Follow they, what they Because I'm not, you know, everybody has a vote, and you feel like if you feel throwing your vote away and wasting it, then go for it. I'm, I ain't even trying to convince you because it's a waste of my time. You know. Oh, yeah. But why be so mad about it? <laughs> Cause you're gonna be complaining later, and I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you you put not just that, but you put me in danger. Let me say it again for the record. It's true. I need Are my Obamacare. I am in poor health. Look at me. 
wait, hold on, wait. Look at me. I'm laying <laughs> up here camera. right the fuck now. What the fuck is the camera? We're not working. I'm trying to make a visual point. Okay, yeah. I'm laying here right now. My shoulders out of whack. My feet are fucked up. And I ain't working because I can't work because I'm in pain all the damn time. I need my Obamacare. I need for people not to touch it. I need for them to leave it the fuck alone because I got to go to the doctor. But did Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. ever say that he was going to touch or, or get rid of universal health care? Donald Trump did say he is going to undo everything Obama did, including Obamacare. This is a thing to me. This is what I said to somebody. To me, the election was over when the primary ended. It was never a question I was going to vote for the Democratic nominee. Like, that was, I didn't care who won. I did care. I, I voted for Bernie. But I was like, at the end of the day, I knew I was voting for the Democratic nominee because none of the Republicans fit the bill for me. So, I don't know. To me, it is almost like, fuck it, vote for who you want to. But I'm still going to clown you. <laughs> I'm going to still clown you for voting for a third party candidate. I'm sorry, Jawad. I am clowning you. <laughs> you vote that's just so wrong. But, hey, that's my opinion. I, I have the right to it. But again, that's like I said, if um, you really, truly I was for Jill Stein and the Green Party, whoever the fuck that is. Right. If you came, wrong, if you came out the gate for Jill Stein. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. We, I have no ill will towards you because you truly believe in her message. But if you just want to vote Jill Stein, and it's, it's kind of like you have your eyes set on this one man and you finally get you, you tell him how you feel he like i don't like you and then you go look at the next person who's like you know who who was like in second way second and waiting no motherfucker you don't know don't, don't come look at me because the motherfucker really wants you you know what i'm saying so that's how i look at it it's, it's just it's just or like that's leslie, childish like leslie jones it's childish. i tell you i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we no. always do that, Mark. Everybody does that. Like we might like like one person, but then when they turn us down, we go to the other person who had interest in us. I think we all do. Well, some of us have always we do that, but only if I have an interest in that person. But if you admit to it and don't come to me with no bullshit, because all the bullshit I'm hearing, like with just that, this just that, that, two weeks ago you was all about Bernie Sanders, right? <laughs> so what happened? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if you've been like Jill and Bernie, really, then, yeah. Not only that, I think that's exactly what Bernie Sanders was saying. Um, last last time I heard from him, he's like, the only responsible vote is to vote for Hillary Clinton. Yes, he did say. So that. if you are a supporter of Bernie and you, oh lord, he, that's what he's saying. So and then the thing about you it sound is just like these church Sanders. people who talk against homosexuality. <laughs> what? I'm not even going there, Lonnie. We're not stupid. How did you we know, get there? I don't know. <laughs> Gerald, something. I, I was just saying Bernie Sanders is a stupid. You know, the thing about it is, is he he wanted to vote. Did you just I say Bernie Sanders was stupid? <laughs> you said I he said is not. Stupid. Oh, okay. All right. No, I said he's. Okay. I said he is no, not stupid. We was about to, was about to you fight. Know? No, 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 I'm no, gonna no, get like, you a hearing aid. I mean, and the thing about it, I'm like I told you, um, Derek. I like I like the guy, but I just didn't feel like. He, he was going to have a chance of winning. Like, I, I still feel that to my heart that if he had won a nomination, um, Donald Trump would be doing a lot better than he is now because of the fact that people are, people just, 
he didn't. He just didn't didn't look strong. He he looked like. See, that's the problem with you Americans. Y'all always want somebody who looks strong instead of somebody. I mean, who's there's. Competent I mean, and, and, I'll, the I'll, and you Americans are a trip. Y'all kill me. Well, I mean, you have, <laughs> you're right. You are one hundred percent right. But the fact is, it is what it is, and we still have to live in that world that of of reality where people are gonna vote um like there's some people that voted for trump like that are just not very wise and they're entitled to their vote and they're gonna feel that way so we we i know what we're up against and just because of the fact that um that was a nice way of saying they're stupid i'm just saying exactly exactly. they are (laughs) they are stupid no i just remember there was this because i don't i don't think it's i don't think that it's, it's it's very it ain't it's not really helping to call people stupid or say that those, the Trump voters are just dumb as shit. You know, even if I believe that. I but, but, but you're still saying it, but you're using a, you're using <laughs> different lingo, but you're still saying the same thing. Well, that's okay. He's using different well, lingo I mean, every right. time and he talk about make America great again. Right. He's that's, using that's different lingo, he, too. He's using passwords and shit, too. That's cold that's, for lock my black ass up somewhere. And and that's my preferred way of being it. You know, you can take it however you want to do it, but I prefer to. I, I just prefer to use pleasantries and nice niceness and 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 not be rude. That's because yeah. it's just crude. So that's just that's gonna be me. There are gonna be some people that that want to say fuck you and be crude and be assholes, and that's fine because we got enough for the. We got plenty of people in the world that's gonna do that. So let them do it. Hey hey. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I said I think Trump supporter is not like an insult now. Like you say, your mom is a whore and you're a Trump supporter. <laughs> Just say. Okay. Anyway, um, did someone have a topic they wanted to discuss? I have transition? a topic. Okay. Huh. It's a topic because it happened. And it happened yesterday and I need to talk about this. So yesterday. What, your so, pen stopped working? Yes, bitch. How did you? No, somebody has to clean all this shit up, literally. Um, so yesterday, we have a follower on M3. And yesterday, I gave this person a compliment. Um, now, they did not take it as such. They took it uh. as shade. And I told them, when they questioned me about it, I said, I am not being shady. Um... You know, this is a compliment. Um, and they, again, did not take it as such. I got a very nasty turk response um, in my private message. And then I got unfriended and ignored. Welcome to the club. Well, I mean, you know what? Here's my, <laughs> and here's my thing. Here's my thing. If I do some shit to you, and you respond in that manner, I am perfectly okay. I never want to accidentally hurt anybody's feelings. When I hurt your feelings, I want it to be on purpose. (laughs) So if that person is listening, again, I did not mean anything by it, but this is my larger topic. Because this person and I don't communicate enough, I guess, for them to know me, to know that I wouldn't attack them in that manner. There are a number of us out here who have been hurt by things in the past. Hence, we have our guard up. And I think we need to get to a place 
where we need to start letting that guard down where we need to stop assuming that everything is an attack, where we are always ready to defend, where every problem looks like the only solution to it is to take a hammer to it. Amen. I think think we need to get to that place because, again, I'm using myself as an example. My comment was actually coming from a good place. But I've seen some of the responses that this person has done to other people. And it has, you know, been a lot of the same. These motherfuckers is coming for me. And when I see them, I'm going to whoop their ass. Now, I'm not worried about the person whooping my ass or nothing like that, cripple or not. Um, That's just not going to happen. But why do we get there why do we get to that point why are we why are we what i used to call one step away from the nuclear option what yeah. happens to steps one through eight before we get to nine and ten i don't know Derek. i i i, I think i think the climate that we live in even like right now the political climate has us like it's we have a us versus them mentality mm-hmm and I mean, I think Americans in general have a competitive nature about us. It's, you know, win, 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 and everybody else, you know, I think, I think that's inherent in a lot of us. And I, I really think that we, we should, which is part of why like, I joined M3. When I joined this group, it was about unity among um, the black bear community big boy community, whatever. And we, in order to do that, you really have to come from a point of not being defensive. You have to be able to exactly what you said, let your guard down. You have to be willing to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to be hurt. Because um, most of us as gay black men have come from a place where we've been hurt by our brothers, society growing up, you know, you got picked on, called a sissy, called a punk, called queer, all of this. So a lot of us are already in a defense mode because we don't want to be hurt again, which is quite natural. You build up your guard. Um, but we, we should come to realize that in this community, it's very small. Our world is really tight. We, You know somebody that knows somebody. You start dating somebody they, that's, that's dated somebody else that you know. It, it comes like it's, it's like three, de- three degrees of separation. With the- yep. Nah, it's two degrees here in Atlanta. <laughs> half in Atlanta. Y'all we should get to this point where we can, y'all too we damn can let, close. Yeah, we, we, we really need to let our guard down and, and look at people, look past what we see and think about what people's intentions are. If somebody did you wrong, like intentionally tried to hurt you, then take it for what it is. But if something happened and it was unintentional, you ought to really ought to be able to get past that point and get to a point of forgiveness. It could be your mama. Your mama, it could be your spouse, it could be your brother. We are, as humans, going to say things that hurt each other's feelings. We're going to do it. Gonna, mm-hmm. It's going to hurt. It's, it's guaranteed. And it's so and let me it. tell you, it's worse, not to cut you off, it's worse when it's electronic because there's no inflection behind what you're saying. Right. So the inflection right, right, right. is on whoever is reading it. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's a lot of interpretation. The, the communication. And you got to keep that in mind. Whenever you communicate with somebody by text or or, or whatever, it, there's a way that it's, it's very easy to get a misunderstanding. You can. It's easy to get a misunderstanding when you're talking face to face and you don't see those um 
in intonations, voice intonations, um, yes. how their face is moving, all that, every, all that way that you communicate with somebody through text is is missing. So take that into account. Look at look. I mean, we're all we're brothers, you know, and we need to behave as such because there's people out here that, that don't mean us goodwill. So, right. And I and and again, for the record, I did not. As as everybody as everybody on this panel knows. Because you've all seen, I have fought for black for bears and black bears. Mm-hmm. So I am the last person that would attempt to shame a bear. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I will shade. Now I will shade a bear, especially you, lot. <laughs> I will shade you, <laughs> but you have to have done something. Yeah, we shade you lot all the time. Though. Exactly. Yeah. It's fine to shade you. But it, but and even in shading you, I let you know that I'm shading you. If I tell you <laughs> I don't mean no shade, I really don't because I don't run from shade. So if he is listening, you know, you, you don't have to um, refriend me. We don't ever have to speak again, whatever. I just, I want you to know it was not my intent to hurt your feelings. And for that, yeah. I am sorry that it took a turn. Yeah. Oh. I, I Who was he? I'm not going to say. If he's watching, if he is watching, if he's watching us, then he knows. Who the he reason is. why I'm asking is because we can get this to I him. I don't. But, yeah, but, but, but he but, may not be watching. And you know what? I will tell you all who it is offline. Ah, uh, okay. what's the point? <laughs> I live for not, not being messy. Nah. messy I know that's the yeah. point is to not be messy. Yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um. Did you have a topic, Lonnie, this week? Um, I look, I'll go last. <laughs> How about you, Gerald? Do you, you, do you have one? Actually, I don't. I don't have a topic. Oh, okay. I was gonna just. I, I just saw this thing in the trending that I didn't um, uh, comment on before. Uh, was it Donald Glover getting cast to play young Lando Carissian? Yes. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> Uh, have you are you caught up with Atlanta? Have you um kept up with it? I think I'm a uh, half an episode behind. I I feel like a certain kinship with this character now. I don't know after this last episode. Um, I Ooh, really? yeah, I don't know. I love it now. I'm I'm just I'm sold. I mean, I was kind of sold from the beginning, but this last one captured. Is this, so, is this the one in the club? In the club, it's so captured. My problem with going to the club, <laughs> I said, I am earned. I am him in the club. I swear, I, the, the whole feeling like, what am I doing here? What is this? <laughs> I, it was funny. Like they're talking in the club, and they have like the, um, I guess the music is so loud that they have like subtitles as they're talking and they're yelling at each other. And it's like, yeah, isn't it helpful that we have subtitles? I think they're doing this. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I can't hear a word you're saying. I was like, yeah, that would be nice. He had subtitles in real life. But. <laughs> I hate the club. I used to work in the club, and I hate the club now. Yeah. But um, So that was one. I think um, we kind of already discussed mine. Um, it was actually about, um, I guess, charity. Um, basically, there's this... There's this um, I guess it was in North Carolina. Um, one of the like police stations was uh, attacked. I, I don't know exactly how because I didn't read the story. <laughs> My bad. But it was attacked. It was damaged, and um, it was a Republican. Um, 
I guess, uh, like an election office or something like that. Because there were, I, I don't know who attacked it or whatever. It was like either a fire set or a bomb or something like that. And um, I guess these liberals feeling like they um, wanted to show some solidarity started this GoFundMe campaign mm. to fix the Republicans. It's saying like, you know, because we're all Americans and they were targeted and attacked. You know, they're going to raise money for them. And, you know, they raised the money real quick. They asked for 10000 They got like 13000 in like five days. And, you know, someone brought up this really interesting point. It's like, well, did you like raise any money for the like hurricane victims? <laughs> did you go? Because you do realize what the Republicans are doing in North Carolina, right? Exactly. <laughs> you do you don't do realize like they basically are running a white nationalist party in North Carolina. I don't know about like nationwide, but at least in North Carolina, it's very, <laughs> very kind of um, bucky black people, right? Did you give any money to like the victims in Haiti? Just saying, <laughs> did you give it? Um, I don't know if you uh, caught that story, but I, I thought it was kind of. Funny. I did not catch the second half of that story. I did catch the first half, but I agree with that. I think that it. I, I again find it interesting that what liberals decide to jump on and what they don't. I find it interesting that when Haiti was flooding uh, a couple weeks ago and people were actually physically asking, okay, Facebook, where's my I stand with Haiti thing for my profile picture? And Facebook had this dick in its hand. Like, uh, well, them brown people, we don't care about them. Yeah, there's something about, I guess, obviously, proximity you how much you care but go ahead Lonnie, sir. Oh, oh okay for for the police department whenever um life for the black lives matter mm-hmm. when they sue the police department and they get awarded six million or ten million dollars where does this money come from because it the reason i'm taxpayers. asking oh, it comes from the taxpayers yes so can they just use the taxpayers' money for for this thing in uh, North Carolina instead of raising, uh, doing a um, GoFundMe account? Which I don't think the money is going to go directly to them anyway. Because they I'm already sure they did insurance. So right, but but they have insurance for the police department. So why would they need to go fund me? Well, yeah. this is the police. This is the polling polling place. That's yeah, the polling yeah. place. The campaign campaign office. Yeah, I, I might have misspoke before. Yeah, earlier, the campaign was, office. So was it not a police station? No, it was no, a no. campaign office. No, it was a oh, Republican. It was a polling station. Yeah. That was a Republican campaign office. Right. And they don't have insurance? I'm sure they do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So why the fuck do you need a, a, a GoFundMe? Because a liberal was trying to show a gesture. Right, they're trying to because show a white lib- Because a white liberal is one of the most dangerous things in the world. <laughs> they will yeah. walk or they will, they like will some extra money yeah it is it's, it, it is a little ridiculous because they don't like you said they probably had insurance um, I'm sure they had insurance yeah and I think it was it was more that's not like a scam it was it was more to make them I'm look sorry, good go I'm mute no I was just saying it was a, it was a it was an empty gesture because I think it was a way of looking good because clearly not only did they raise the money they then posted about the fact that they raised the money right uh it wasn't just something that they thought in the bottom of their heart they should do um but this this also brought up um 
like a psychological thing that I was reading about, which had to do with charities in general and giving money. Um, think of it like this. Um, the global, I think it was something like either the UN or one of these global NGOs talked about, you know, the global level of poverty is roughly $1,000 um, $1, a year on a global scale in the United States is 13000 so that's the poverty line, I guess. Like if you make less than 13000 in the United States, you're considered poor. But globally, it's less than $1,000 a year. So if you were going to give money to help someone out, let's say you had $1,000 to give to somebody, don't you think like giving that $1,000 would be more beneficial to someone outside of your country? Where <laughs> No. You know, you know what? I don't. And here's why. You know why? Hmm. Because there is still no drinking water in Flint, Michigan. Well, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, just generally speaking, $1,000 goes further somewhere where $1,000 is a yearly cutoff for poverty. Where, you know, like a mosquito net would, you know, save someone's life, which costs like 60 bucks. Yeah. Where versus, you know, like the Flint, Michigan problem is a serious problem that requires a lot of money. That's all I'm saying. Your money just goes further. Somewhere where like, I know I hear I hear what you're saying I hear you yeah yeah but I mean, I even that, but even that there's this um there is this website that I was gonna plug it's called um modest needs if you haven't seen it it's actually just on that point where it's just people in the United States who have like either unpaid bills or um, things that they need paid off and they actually have a team of people who vet these people's requests it's a, it's like a GoFundMe campaign. For poor people, <laughs> it is. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a neat idea. Like anyone can, you know, sign up for it. Like, uh, you just, you know, put in your information, they vet it and verify it, and you can literally go pay some random person's light bill if you wanted to, or fix somebody's car who needs to get to work. Um, and the funny thing is, I think the way they work it is, they send the money directly to whatever agency that they're. Whatever you know, like if it's a light bill, it goes right to the to the electric company or you know the car repair shop or whatever. I, okay. I think modest modest needs works as an intermediary, you know, to get the money. So it's but not a competition about whose story is sadder. Well, it could be. I mean, it's up to you. It's your personal choice. So I mean, you go to the website. Um, you could literally say, "I want to find someone in my neighborhood who can't pay their light bill," and and pay their light bill. You could nice. do that. I mean, it's up to you. I'm just saying, like, nice. yeah, and I think I'm all for giving him whatever makes you feel better, but let's not pretend like it's not about you to begin with. Right. You know? Because <laughs> like, you know what it's not about you? When you don't tell nobody you did it. When exactly. You, when you exactly. do it and you know in your heart you did it and you don't talk about it. Yeah, if you talk about it, go yeah. ahead. It's your benefit. You paid the money. Go ahead. Bask in your generosity. But don't act like that's something as the same as doing it in silence, you know? Exactly. So, but Modest Needs, check it out. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a cool site. Um, they had some, like, um, campaign on this podcast that I listened to where they, like, match your funds. If you donate 50 bucks using their code or whatever, you get a $50 match from some other company or something like that. Um, so I might check it out. You know, they, they have like personal stories, which are pretty cool. Um, some of that are not. 
especially like the medical ones. Those are the ones. yeah, I could imagine those. Are those are the ones. Sad. Yeah, when you got like a kid who you know needs a surgery and they can't afford it or some shit like that, like that's gut wrenching. Yeah, but um, yeah, you can do Cause, something because again, when you live in the, in the richest nation in the world, it shouldn't be like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but let's go to one of these topics that I had from this week. Um, and I'll try to quote it. I kind of probably need Mark's help with this, but <laughs> I'll wing it. Let's do it. Um, it's called shadow priorities. It's a concept in psychology that says, you know, when you're setting a goal of some sort, you might actually have unconscious goals that thwart you. Say, for instance, you want to lose weight, but you want to eat cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shadow priority. I need all the cheesecake in my life, but I, I want to lose a hundred pounds. Uh, <laughs> is that a shadow priority or is that the story of my life? I know, right? That was a kind of obvious one, but they talked one about like dating, for instance. Um, mm. A shadow priority for some people is spontaneity. Like they want someone who's reliable, but they hate reliable people on a certain level. Like they're so boring. Oh. And some people need a little spice in their life, and they just don't recognize it, you know? Um, Lonnie, do you need a little spice in your life and you don't recognize it? I think I add enough spice in my life. Like, I think that when somebody dates me, they get they get more than just one person. So you always have that spontaneity. <laughs> Are you the, the United States of Oh, girl, there are three people living inside of you. <laughs> We're going to have the new, show, the yes. new show, the United States of Lonnie. Can I talk to Sybil? <laughs> oh god no but yeah no i mean it, we do actually have like different areas of our brain that we all actually have like multiple personality they call them like humunculi in your brain like you know have different goals you know it's kind of like a uh-huh. a chorus of voices in your head that, oh yeah yeah you know that basically basically make up your entire consciousness so yeah i mean there's a part of you that wants what it wants and the other person who plans for the future and the other one who's you know has those vindictive horrible things to say and the other one who stops you from saying them that's a tv <laughs> there was a tv show like that on fox years ago called herman's head yeah and all these characters you can see the characters living inside his head and conversation. <laughs> yeah yeah and it's true like they say that um how you come into contact with people affects those characters or whatever for instance um there's and it's an old Freudian idea that you have a, a parent person, you know, your super ego in your head that always tells you, no, 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 that's wrong. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, somebody said that about me, and I was just like, oh, you bastard. <laughs> Saying that I don't have a super ego because I always say what I feel, and you don't have a I filter. need to develop my super ego. Like, <laughs> well, there is something to so that. Wrong. I mean, so there. It is developed, in, um, at least theoretically. I mean, this is one thing that a lot of these ideas are not necessarily testable or tested. But the theory is that, you know, you learn from authority figures and then you internalize that authority figure for yourself. Um, so, like, if you didn't have good authority figures, you might not have that voice that strong. Um, that's questionable. Like I said, it's just a theory. But, but yeah, definitely people have more or less those voices. Uh, One of them I find always fascinating is that of the um, 
it's not the super ego, but it's very much related to it, which is, I guess they call it your, um, I guess your conscience, basically. Those who don't have one are considered sociopathic. That is true. And it's about 4% of um, people don't have it, just naturally. They don't, there really is no cause um, that they can find why this percentage. Now, only about 10% of those end up being criminal. A lot of sociopaths just are very selfish. They say it's, it's, it's um, I think they call it the, the dark triad of personality traits. And one is like narcissism. Um, I think the other, I can't remember the other one, Machiavellianism, which is basically... Um, Manipulation. Right, manipulating people, yeah. Um, but just basically, also in a way, mind blind to other people's feelings, you know? Like, um, really? Yeah. They just have a, a difficulty empathizing with people and forming attachments. Um, one of them said, they, they used a good example in this one article, which was this guy didn't necessarily find himself being sociopathic, but he would just say cruel, horrible things to his wife, like all the time. And it wasn't until he read this article about sociopathy, he realized, like, I'm kind of a sociopath. <laughs> like, I'd really. And he tries he makes a conscious choice to be nice to people, but only to the effect that it helps him, you know, if it's not helping well, him. Anything or, that... I mean, yeah, I mean, to a certain degree, I, I, I applaud him for consciously trying to be a good person, but you know, you're a sociopath. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I want to fuck with you. Like, really. <laughs> and that's basically the only reason he is nice to people is because it makes him feel. But isn't but isn't that a way of him retraining himself so that one day he may not need to look at it the way that he's like maybe he might do it under different reasons later on but right now this is a step that's helping him absolutely yeah I, I, that's the one thing i say to anyone even when they're like saying assholey shitty things is that you know allow someone to grow you know give them the, mm -hmm. you know the opportunity to make mistakes and learn from them Granted, he's doing that, but I don't know. If I, I I know someone who's being that way, I mean, I, distance is the only thing I can recommend. Like, that's a toxic, really? horrible person. Yeah, you have to look out. I mean, you know, it's 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 great to be there for people, but you have to make sure to look out for yourself first. Yeah, you have to secure your own face mask before you can help somebody else with theirs. So yeah. if their toxicity level is too high. You can't necessarily fuck with them. Yeah, and not only that, I, this is one thing I always say to people, like if you have difficulty breaking up with somebody or, you know, telling a friend that they're wrong, I think sometimes that can be the best prescription for someone who's fucking up, is that they lost a relationship that mattered to them, lost a friendship that mattered to them, and they get their shit together, you know? It's like, oh, right, <laughs> I'm kind of an asshole. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe. Like, do you tell them that? You tell them why you left and you leave. Okay. I'm just saying you don't necessarily have to feel so bad about leaving because in the in the long arc of their story of their life, it might have been the best thing for them. Right. Like it might have been the thing that it might have been the thing that jolts them back into reality. Exactly. You don't stay with someone because just because you love them. If you love them, you leave them so that they can grow from that experience. You're just being selfish, you know. You're not helping them by staying with someone who's an asshole. You know what I'm saying? So, 
I mean, if you want to stay, that's cool. I'm just saying that you know, don't lie to yourself and say that this is out of love. It's out of your own desire to you know want to be with them. But like yeah. the best thing for them might be for you to leave. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Why do it sound like you have such pain behind that? <laughs> what you mean leave? It took me so long to find the motherfucker. Now you want me to leave him alone? Yeah, I'm just saying it's, it's one of those things where it's it's a thing I tell myself if I have to give someone bad news, you know, because I, I do empathize with people so much that I realize like sometimes, you know, medicine is nasty. <laughs> Maybe this is what they need, you know. But but sometimes, well, I I I, I shut up. No, I shut don't up. What were you gonna say? Sometimes, sometimes people, sometimes people look at things. Somebody, somebody want to walk out your life. Let them walk out of your life. Or they say, you know, um, they just they, they come up with every single excuse in the book to why people are walking out their lives or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just because this person says that you're an asshole, another person may come along and say, no, you're not being an asshole. No, you're not an asshole. So how do you really know who's telling you the truth and who has your best interest at heart? Yeah. And I think, what, mm-hmm. No, I think you're right to say that people can rationalize a lot of shit. And 100% of the time, or at least 99% of the time, a person is going to rationalize it away, you know, and, and stick with what they know. Uh, exactly. Absolutely. However, you know 100% of the time if you don't tell them or if you don't have that confrontation, 100% of the time, they're not going to get it. You know what I'm saying? At least they have that 1% chance <laughs> of, you know, how but I think if you get yeah. the same story from enough people, Lottie, that it causes you to look inside yourself and say, okay, maybe there's something here. If yeah. everybody is seeing the same thing. And this is the thing. I'm not everybody talking about... calls me shady, but I don't think I'm being shady. But you are, Blanche. You are shady. <laughs> That's why everybody keeps saying it. <laughs> oh, you know what? Here's, a, here's my thing. I'm going to say this. A Kel Bissette, is that a saying? Kel? Mm. But said, if you listen, you're welcome. Here's the problem with saying, okay, Lottie, I'm not shady. You know, everybody keeps saying that I'm shady. Then you can't post a video when you make this child stand outside your car for 15 minutes trying to get in because you're being shady. (laughs) (laughs) That Blanche is shady. Yeah, but you didn't hear what he said about me. I don't know what he said about you, but I know that for three minutes that child kept trying to get the car and you kept fucking with him. It was it was no three minutes. It was like maybe a shady. (laughs) It wasn't no three minutes. It was like maybe uh twenty seconds. Yeah, and I was like, Why he don't just go back in the house? He must really want to spend time with Lottie. Lottie got a shadow. Lottie got a got a got a shadow. What you call it? A shadow um what did you call it, Malcolm? Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 a shadow agenda. Yes, yeah, a shadow priority. Shadow agenda. Shadow priorities. I was. I'm gonna call Lonnie Shady Brows. That's there what I'm you go. I like. That. <laughs> Shady Brows. I hate y'all. I did not come here for this. I did not come here for this. <laughs> but. But to um, to to, to um, Sparkle or Markle, 
um, you know, he, like he's a really a great guy, a wonderful. He person, looks like but it. He I never met him. I never had. He a really teases the hell out of me. Go ahead. <laughs> he does what? Did we lose Lonnie? I don't know. I think we did. Think, yeah. Damn it. We'll <laughs> come back. Yeah. But no, I, um, there was another story. I don't know if we touched on it. it was about um, okay. It was I guess it was from BBC Newsbeat, and it was um, basically a story about a man in his nineties finally getting married. Um, God so, bless. Yeah, George Montague. Uh, he was convicted of a, um, I guess, public indecency in 1974. Um, you know, this closeted dude. Uh, then, you know, I guess now getting married some uh, 40 years later. I guess the only thing that's kind of a little gross about it is the guy he's married is 33. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I guess you found love when you could get it. I know, right? But uh, <laughs> hey, hey, welcome back. Yeah. Okay, what were you saying now, Lonnie? Oh, I was saying that Mark, Marco is a, a is, is a wonderful guy, a beautiful person. But he picks on me a great deal about the act, the um, bump that I have, the kilo that I have on the back of my neck. He had told me about well, maybe I need to burst that. So, so, so we go back and forth, or whatever. And this is just my attempt at getting back at him, or whatever. But, but I love him. I'm sure. I am sure you do. I have no doubt in my mind. You would not spend that kind of time around somebody who, who you didn't genuinely actually have fun with. Yeah. Yeah. And I do the same thing to everybody. Like I, I treat everybody the same. But you like that child. I just can't wait to hang out with you. 14 minutes. Oh, I'm <laughs> coming. I can't wait. I'm coming. I'm coming to Atlanta. We're going to hang out. We, I'm going to spend a whole week there. We're going to do two days together, just you and me. We're going to tape it. It's going to be <laughs> a video. We're going to sell that motherfucker on the corner when we die. <laughs> And what I think it is, is since I didn't grow up, grow up with sisters and brothers or other siblings, really, I think what it is, is that I take that out on the people that I call my friends. I kind of get kind of childish with them and do little shit that normal people wouldn't do because they grew up with siblings and they know how Everybody irritating that shit Everybody didn't grow up with siblings. Be. Yeah. You did, I mean, uh, you're, you're in, in that situation, you were not unique. I didn't grow up with no siblings. That bitch took my parking space. <laughs> yeah. Now, what was the other thing that you posted that I commented on? I wanted to talk about oh, um, I, 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 here's a, um, I guess, M3 Live topic talking about uh, four ways to love a job you hate. <laughs> oh, bitch. Please tell uh, me. Okay, it said, one, have a goal about what you're working for. If you don't like your current job, be looking for your next one. Uh, two, can you get in the zone? There is something known as flow that even the most menial task can get you in the zone. Uh, number three, um, what do you like about your job besides the money? Try to find the things, you know, every menial task or job has something about it that you like, and you can focus on that. And number four was, uh, what are you currently grateful for? You know, your job isn't the only thing in your life. Try focusing on the other positive things. Wow. See, a few yeah. of the things is lies and garbage. 
Because <laughs> I've had jobs before that was medial, and there was nothing you could focus on other than the clock. Is it five o'clock now? <laughs> <laughs> Is it time to go home? <laughs> this bitch is getting on my nerves. Yeah. Every, let me tell you something. Every job I've ever had that was, yeah, every corporate job I've ever had, I've always been a problem. Yeah. Because I don't do well in that setting, in that environment. Yeah. Um, because I get bored. Yeah. I get bored, and I try to get. Mm-hmm. I, I try to infuse some creativity into it. One year, I was working at KPMG. It was February. I decorated my area for Black History Month. They had a problem with that. I told them they could take me to HR if they really had a problem with it, but I didn't think they wanted to do that. You know, but I, I caused more problems than I solved. But mm-hmm. I was bored, and I was celebrating Black History Month. <laughs> Oh, well, there was another one for M3 Undercover I found hilarious, which had to do with um, neighbors who got tired of their neighbors having sex. Oh. Disturbing them while they were. Lonnie, uh, mute yourself. I can't hit a gym if I can't go. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's basically like uh, pictures or screenshots of uh, people who left notes on their door saying, um, basically being shady, <laughs> shady boots, about their neighbors having sex loudly, you know. Oh, what happened? Um, We're talking about people <laughs> having sex and their neighbors hearing it and having a problem with it. What up, you yeah. know, this is Kevin or Coach Wink from uh, Bay Nation. How y'all doing? Oh, my man? God. Hey, hey Coach, hey. what's going on? <laughs> Not much, just chilling. How y'all doing? I'm good. What you doing? Nothing with Lonnie. Just better go see a movie. Oh, okay. Run away. <laughs> I mean, hey, have fun. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm about to sign off. All right. All right. Have fun. Sorry. Okay. All right. <laughs> so it was this one. It says, um, uh. I guess people leaving hilarious notes on their loudly sexting neighbors. Um, so one of them said, uh, dear neighbor, get her done, but seriously, not so loud. <laughs> Something like that, thanks. <laughs> Another one, I think this... it, if you ain't doing it loud, if you ain't getting loud, you ain't doing it right. Well, this is the one I think Mark and I had agreed on was the shadiest one. It says, um, hi, this is a recording of you having sex uh, next to my bedroom at 4.27 a.m., uh, fucking is nice, but please not so late. And it was like a, a CD. <laughs> it's like track that one. Is, first of all, that's hilarious. Basically, I think the gist of this letter was, um, you know, next time you have sex so loud, or don't have sex so loud unless you're inviting me. Otherwise, keep it down. <laughs> so, something like that. But um, see, first, here's my first problem. Mm. If you okay, say you are in the apartment next to me and you are mm. having the loud copulous sex yes. and I can hear you through the wall I'm going to bang on the wall and tell you to keep it down then I'm not writing no notes I ain't making no recordings none of that because all that shit is crazy and it gets me out the bed <laughs> I need a little bit of silence not a lot but I need a little bit of silence you know because I need to go to sleep and I recognize that Yeah, you know but all of this leaving stuff on your door and everything now I that ain't big. 
Well, I think one of them was like super shady because they left it in the front of the building and they put their, they put it like this to the woman screaming every night on in 4B. If you're being tortured, uh, call the police. If you're having an exorcism, please take it somewhere else. <laughs> I can hear it every time you are coming. Please that be quiet. That is so wrong. <laughs> please and be quiet, was, Or I will assume you're in great pain and will call the police for you. Thanks. And that would only make me have sex louder. <laughs> oh, God. But that, that would yeah. only make me project. Oh, yes, motherfucker. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, I, I tend to at least like put a television on, Something you know, so maybe I can say it's, you know, I could say it's part of the television show. You know, I'm sorry, it's TV. No, that's a, you know, possible, plausible deniability. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't like to keep it down, so I don't even, <laughs> you know. Again, I think you but. should be respectful of your neighbors, but, you know, occasionally. Some stuff might get out. You might have a wild, a wild and crazy night. And as long as it's yeah. on the weekend, I think everybody should just shut the fuck up and be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess I think we should probably close it out. I don't know if you had like a recommendation this week or. Um, I do have a recommendation this week. Friday, six new episodes of Black Mirror came out on oh, Netflix. Yeah. I have watched four of them. I am trying wow. very hard to hold on to myself to not watch the other two. Um, some shit is just freaky, and that show freaks me the hell out, and I love it. I couldn't get through the first one. It was so disturbing. I, uh... Yes, right? But it's a person to me. <laughs> I, was like, I oh, love that first one. I've watched it twice now. I yeah, was that so, one was good. I was so disturbed. Okay, so the first episode, which is called Nosedive, I was so disturbed by that episode that I didn't like the ending the first time I saw it. Oh, no, I ain't got I like, the ending yet. I was like, this ending is fucked up. And then yeah. when I watched it the second time, I was like, oh my God, this ending is beautiful. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, at first, I, yeah, I, I, no spoilers, but it just, you know, obviously dealt with like social media yes, and liking yes. and taking it to its furthest extreme. I haven't gotten to the end yet. I got to the point where she was headed to the airport to talk at her friend's wedding. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, oh, oh, it's God. A, oh, yeah, it's about to get good. I know. That's what I'm saying. I, it was freaking me out. I was so nervous for her. Cause I, yes, I, want you, I want you to watch that, and I want us to talk about it, because I want you to notice it. I want to see if you notice what I notice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's really creeping me out but um that's what it's supposed to do it is like you were saying you had to take breaks between episodes i have to take breaks within episodes i have to, <laughs> I have to take a break I'm like oh jesus this is oh this is going too much i think it was that fight that she had with her brother yeah and she was leaving i was just like oh man this is not in well <laughs> i'm just so dreading her downfall and it's called fucking nosedive, nosedive right yeah like, yeah you can you you know this isn't yes, going anywhere. I don't want to live in that world at all. I don't want to live you know. in that world at all. Yeah, yeah, and it's so plausible. I mean, there was a a novel by, I think it was, I can't remember the author's name called The Circle. They're making a movie out of it. Okay, and it's basically the same thing. 
where um, in the book, The Circle, I think the movie is going to star like Tom Hanks or someone like that, where um, it's uh, basically where like Apple, Google, and Facebook all become one company. And it's not the government, but basically all commerce travels through this thing called The Circle. Okay. Yeah. Everything is based on your like, you know, your ratings, your likes, your comments. So, you know? yeah, it's going to be an extended version of this. Yeah, it's yeah, it's almost like a free market version of it where you make money from social popularity and it creates this weird big brother where everybody's spying on each other. It's weird. Oh, it's yeah, it's going to, it's it's similar to this but it's going to take a different turn. Yeah. So, did you see the guy that couldn't get in the work? Yeah. That's fucked up. I mean, you couldn't even get into work. <laughs> the door would not open for him. Right. He's begging for likes because I can't yeah. get in the building. <laughs> That's fucked That's up. when it got dark. It yeah. got dark pretty fast. And yeah, that whole thing where I think the brother was like, you know, probably, you know, these 4.5s or whatever he's saying are probably like suicidal on the inside or whatever. Yeah. All these plastic people. Yeah. So I've watched that. The other really good one is San Jalapeno. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, Black Mirror is a shit. I can't believe they have six episodes. That's great. Because they usually only have like three or four, right? Yeah. And That's apparently cool he's been working six. on these for about two years. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that that is a good recommendation. Um, I don't know if I have a new one. I'm, I've been watching uh, Westworld. I have not seen Westworld yet. I'm gonna. Um, I'm just gonna probably gonna have to uh, pick a day and sit down and watch all the episodes that I. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's one of those shows that I wish I could just binge, because um, it, it, it has a slow storyline. Um, basic setup, for those who are not aware of it, is um, they live some distance in the future where most of civilization's problems have been solved, but people still feel unfulfilled bored you know there's no crime there's no sickness but there's also no real entertainment so i guess this guy played by anthony hopkins starts this park westworld a lot of people have i guess in the future a nostalgia for the past in particular the wild west so he creates this theme park filled with really lifelike androids you can't tell physically they pass the turing test they talk all about you know ai and stuff they're literally flesh and blood people formed from you know like molecules that they 3d print so they're like actual people wow with you know synthetic brains and consciousness so and they they are set in this part and they they basically go through all these storylines like you know looking for gold you know go to the whorehouse whatever stop a robbery all this stuff that you you'll literally be guided through an adventure in this park it's like a choose um, your own adventure but real life like real life and yeah and it's a it's a hit obviously it's a big success and this is now 30 years later they're looking for something new and fresh you know all everyone at the park is kind of bored with all these storylines you can do whatever you want but it's just like that never-ending treadmill the whole reason the park came about in the first place is because people are bored so of course anthony hopkins decides to create a new storyline and it seems like it's going to cause some problems that's where we are now it's like yeah that maybe it it's drawn that line of are these androids conscious beings, even though they're created, you know, do they have feelings? Do they hurt love? You know, you, you program them to look like that, but are they really, 
Um, and that's what I love about it. This sort of philosophical question of what consciousness is. And, you know, I mean, it even gets to the idea of like animals, you know, um, that we breed animals all the time for food and they suffer. I mean, they talk about like the vegans. <laughs> there was a, my last week's recommendation, I, I had to admit, was uh, Easy, the Netflix original series. Um, they had about this, uh, these couples, but it was basically this, this lesbian couple. One of them was like vegan and the other one wasn't and got the other one to try to become vegan by watching all these, these vegan videos or what, you know, animals being tortured and stuff. <laughs> it was kind of like, <laughs> it was the funniest shit ever. <laughs> and she's watching this, this video, you know, you know, she's eating a hamburger and, uh, yeah, anyway, that was a good show too. But anyway. The whole point being is that, you know, conscious beings being able to suffer, um, what's the morality of that? You know, especially even if they're constructed synthetic consciousnesses, you know, um, are we still going to refer to them as it's, even though they when feel? Does, when does humanity begin? Right, exactly. Even though they're constructed, if you give them feelings and then you, you torture them, you know, isn't that wrong? <laughs> you know? So it's a good question. I love the show. You know, it looks good. Well, Only three episodes. Yeah, I think episode four comes out tonight, and uh, looking forward to it. So yes. Uh, so does The Walking Dead start tonight? Oh yeah, who's gonna bite the dust? Yes. <laughs> yeah, or it could be plural. Who is the recipient of Lucille? <laughs> I didn't even think about that when we were talking about it Friday. Like it could be two people. Hmm. I don't know. We'll find out, and um, hopefully we'll talk about that soon. Uh, like I said, maybe Tuesday. Yes. And then um, we'll be back Friday for the entertainment hangout hosted by Mark. Yes. I haven't been able to make them recently because I'm getting back on the magic circuit. I guess next weekend I'm going to be doing the same. You gotta have an outside influence. You can't sit in front of this computer all the time. Yeah, they they sometimes let out early enough for me to make it toward the end, but they usually start around seven on Friday, and it's going to be Legacy this week, and hopefully I'll do better. In the legacy tournament. I don't know what that is, but it sounds amazing. <laughs> it's gonna be, be fun. And uh yeah, we'll be back next Sunday, uh same bear time, same bear channel. Everybody who joined us, thank you for your responses hey. and everything. Wow. Peace. <laughs> thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please visit mailmediamind.com and find all of our social media platforms, including YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Facebook, and Pinterest. Subscribe to us on YouTube and you'll get a notification when we go live. And please subscribe to all of our podcasts. Just search for M3 Bear Essentials on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week.